Welcome to The Craft, the fifth episode of The Craft. Blessed be Ruan, how are you? Blessed be Kerrigan, I'm very well, and you? I'm very well. I'm waiting for um tropical storm that it's supposed to brush. Um, hurricane. Hurricane. Uh, hurricane, not tornado. Hurricane uh, came in and from the south of the United States. So now it's actually brushing today and into tomorrow and the rest of the week i think um a little bit and we hope that uh, new england so we hope that it's not going to be very very you know um we're waiting for high winds and uh, and that's basically it so yeah i'm holding thumbs <laughs> i think so is all the <laughs> listeners that nothing happens goodness gracious it's been um hurricane season in yes, america that's hasn't it? right yes yeah, unfortunately oh, interesting little question um, we that this was not a sentient question or planned question but does do you ever feel that the weather affects your magic oh absolutely yes yes absolutely and we do we do use it um and i think that one mm. of the most uh, ancient forms of magic is weather magic actually and uh, it, it is oh, yeah. quite yeah yeah it's quite it's it's actually quite um uh, interesting because in the museum of witchcraft in cornwall there is an uh, a, a specimen of of the the knots that the witches will would sell to the sailors in uh, uh, and I believe that it was in Cornwall um, for the wind, and it it was really interesting. Uh, they would sell the sell the uh, wind. <laughs> to the this sailors. is fascinating. Yeah, Won't yeah. you just tell? I think some of the listeners might not know about this, so. Yeah. I know the story is so incredibly interesting. Mm. So they would knot the wind into cords. Yes. And then sell it to the sailors. Right. Is that correct? That's correct, yes. And they would, so if they didn't have wind, they would unt untie one knot for the blowing of the wind, yeah. Um, and it would be interesting. And, you know, the, the knots and knots or knotting, it's, it's a very um, binding which is very interesting. It's binding. It's very ancient. It's it's actually something that you can find, for instance, in Greece. Um, in the ancient practices, um, they would actually do uh, sailors would would bind Elios, um, and mm, and mm. they would bind you know um, the god of the winds, and he he would be, you know they would bind gods, which is something that today for the pagans today it really is something very outrageous. How dare you! Um, but they would do it, and yeah. you know if you think about it, Radia Gospel of the Witches has also another example of this with uh, one of the spells um, uh, worshiping, uh, and which is a binding also of the goddess, which is very interesting. And she keeps saying, you know, I will unbind you if you don't, you know, if you don't do. Um, if you do what I say, which is quite mm. so binding. It's interesting, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, not very different kind of yeah. viewpoint yeah. of people in those days. No, absolutely, yes. Well, you know, we need to to understand they would move by necessity. If you go today to. Um, let's just say Portugal or even Brazil or even other countries with their practices, their, their, the practice of their own country today, still today, there are a lot of sh charlatans and of course we know that, but there are still people that are very true and they do do 
uh, practice these ancient, you know, and what they do, and why do you go to these people? Why do the commoner go? Why do the person that really needs their help go to them? Well, they go because of love. They、mm. go because of money or their business.、Uh, they go、All、because of health instincts. <laughs> it's, no, it's it's the it's it's the basic st- uh, st- uh, basic uh, needs of your daily life, it, and and、mm. or, or the life of human being. It's health, love. Money and and sometimes even politics, which people—it's very interesting, you know. Bind this, bind that.、Um, but you, you know, it's just very ancient. And people nowadays, I think that we are very hanged up into these、uh, all of these things that oh, politically correctness and things. But, but because it really wasn't like that, and I, and I know still people who will do. Um, things、uh, you know that are considered by the standards of paganism uh, very, very, um, uh, uh, very wrong,、um, but they will do it, and, and still today they are doing it、uh, because it is part of. Their mission in life, because they think that they are helping people, and that that's how you know. There's no the moral the morality law in this is quite、uh, different. Yeah, morality and ethics are quite different in yeah, those practices,、yeah. isn't it?、Ethics、well, what I、totally、find、different. the most interesting is just the amount of everyday magic that was in these people's lives, you know. And I think that is very interesting. The fact that a sailor, you know, it's just it's just obvious. I need to buy wind. How strange! How interesting and wonderful. <laughs> why? What? Why? Why wouldn't you? If you're a sailor and if you need that, why wouldn't you、yeah. buy it? And and of course, you know,、uh, those who are controlling the weather and those who can actually do it, they will sell it. <laughs> it's just you know, like you you will buy the bread from the baker、I、because you can't、so、buy many... bread. You can bake bread, you know.、Uh. <laughs> There's so many arcane arts when it comes to that kind of things, like weather magic and all sorts of things. I think that weather magic is one of the most incredible and fascinating、um, things to do, and I think that we've lost it a little bit because we think that you know.、Um, mm. And one of the things that I think that we uh, and and uh, it's very interesting because you you forget it, so you don't really have it, so you think that you can like just you know.、Um, Uh, you don't remember to do it. So, for instance, for these hurricanes that are devastating, all of these,、uh, you know, if there was someone that actually knew how to work this, that could actually push that into the sea,、um, or you know,、uh, control it a little bit into the sea. And of, and of course, you know, people would say, "Well, are you crazy? You know, controlling a whole or a hurricane that it's actually a category five,、um, but you can." You can, and、mm. th- there are people who are not、uh, who are knowledgeable enough to do it, and and they would, you know, and then people would ask, well, why didn't they then help,、uh, you know, because it needs it, it's a very strong, it's a strong force of nature that needs an effort to be done, and it's more than one person. You can't really just do it; just one person, you know, will just deviate it into the. See,、mm. so it's it's really a collective effort. If people were not so tied up into these ethics, and of course, you know, oh, if you do change the the patterns of nature, you will cause unbalances elsewhere. The the you know the butterfly effect kind of thing.、Um, mm. Well, we have been doing this for. Thousands of years, really. I mean, it it really isn't.、Um, and and people, it's very interesting. Was you have an experience with me、uh, with weather magic, don't you? 
Oh, yes, we do. We actually do. <laughs> it's an interesting thing. I think that is a very, um, like, very folk kind of it working. Is. Yeah. Uh, it happened in Rio, I believe, and it yes. had to do with that we had hand fasting. Yes. And the the weather was... Um, not favorable. <laughs> no, not favorable. <laughs> and there are methods and techniques to... I wouldn't say it's changing the weather. I would say it's um, appeasing the spirits of the weather to hold it out a little bit longer. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. right. But, uh, yeah, it yes. is, yeah, and it worked. Yeah, yeah it did. Sure, it it did work, and, and we were completely convinced that we, we could do it. And the other thing is, is really that, is the conv you know, you're completely convinced that you can do it, and you, you, your will, it's totally in it. And mm. and you will you will do it. And interesting enough, do you remember when the holding was taken off? It began to rain immediately. Absolutely. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. It was very interesting because it was timely. It was like just bah, it was at the second that we took it, and out. it was done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it, and it's one of those wonderful. Um, I call them the arcane arts. You know, it's well, the yeah, it's the yeah. passing of that folkloric. Um, spells really oh, it's wonderful yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's wonderful that it's it's the law that we like to collect yeah. talking about um arcane magics mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. things and mm. <laughs> i've had a question coming in from a listener mm. about the secrets in the craft mm. now we have spoken a little bit about this in the past but right. it is an interesting topic as i think in certain ways we we have to acknowledge that the craft is an initiatory mystery cult, um, some of its workings isn't public, although everybody likes to believe the Book of Shadows have been published many times, <laughs> and I'm sure in certain <laughs> ways, you know, parts of it has. But the truth be told is, yeah, we have secrets. Why? Why is there secrets in the craft? Why is there secrets in traditional witchcraft? Well, um, well, traditional wicca, I need to be careful with that one. Right. <laughs> you know? um, I, th I think that it really is very uh, it's a very interesting question one that was answered many times um, and I think that it is important for people to listen to it because this takes us into an image of elitism isn't it because we have these secrets that we don't tell anyone well first of all the things that we do know and the things that we do do in our groups are private they're private because they are done within a select uh, group of people uh, the same way that you know when you have a gathering of your family at christmas for instance or any other time mm. of the year um it is a private event you wouldn't be very happy if you would have have, um, you know, complete strangers coming into your house uh, on the time that you want to be with your grandmother that you don't see for, you know, six months. And it, it really is uh, a private event. So it's really a privacy issue. Then the other thing is, um, it is an issue of, of, of sacredness. So it really isn't, and I, we, we told this uh, a thousand times, actually, I think, mm -hmm. that that we do really have very few secrets. Um, there are things that we don't talk about, um, but we don't talk about it uh, because we want to maintain 
the sacredness of it. Um, it's sacred for us. And because it is sacred, it is to be revealed within a magic circle. And it is to be revealed within a magic circle to those who can be within a magic circle, which are in our tradition, initiates of the Alexandrian tradition. And that is all it is. And, and, and to keep it sacred, we keep it secret. But it really isn't secret. Um, because the things that, and some of the things that we don't talk about actually are... Um, you know, people wouldn't do anything with it because, uh, you know, only those who know and are inside and are trained properly can actually use them. So it's really not, you know, of any use to anyone. Um, the other thing that some people would say is that you can actually talk about all of the secrets and it doesn't really matter because people will, or their, their, um, their soul will absorb uh, or their spirit will absorb um, whatever it is needed to be absorbed or they're ready to absorb um, mm. or, or understand. But I think that, um, it, it, you know, things are sacred. We have sacred things that we don't really reveal or that we don't turn public because they need to be kept within the magic circle. And that's why. So they're sacred to us. Mm. You see? Well, I think in a lot of ways... Um... You always hear, well, you regularly hear people are talking about the pillar of silence, which um, is the, the four pillars of Solomon's Temple, or sometimes more commonly known as the, uh, the powers of the Sphinx, the to know, to dare, to keep, to will, to keep silent. Mm -hmm. um, of course, this is sometimes misunderstood to, to be a thing of, oh, you know, you know, they're not allowed to talk about anything. But what it really. It's earthbound. It's earthbound. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think, yeah, of course, <clears throat> we know that is sometimes definitely a carrot and a stick in front of the donkey. Oh, absolutely. Absol and a control device, isn't it? Because, you know, I won't tell it you. Is. And, of course, you know, if you do this and if you do that and if you continue here, then I will reveal it to you in time. Mm. Uh, but I don't reveal to you now, just now. So keep studying with me, and I will reveal you in uh, these secrets in time, or you will have access to these the, to this knowledge in time. Well, the fact is that in time sometimes is not very timely, and you know mm. it is actually a, uh, a a control device. I won't tell you because you know it should be this way or that way, and it really isn't. Uh, you know, so sometimes when people say, well, there is not a lot of secrets, um, uh, we do need to stand by what we say, right? Um, mm. And kind of continue well, that way. But still, I would say I mean, that's true. Yeah. yeah, 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 it is. And and I think that, you know, there is no, if, if there is something that you think that, for instance, a student shouldn't be, uh, shouldn't be, uh, or or there's something that it's sacred that it's it's going to be given in a certain time because that person will go through uh, a certain exercise that will lead to that other thing um, of training and then leading to that particular thing. You just don't talk about it. You don't say, well, there is this thing that if you work hard, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> that is the carrot. <laughs> That's right. So that is when people begin to actually control you because they begin to yeah. say what it is. There is this thing, but I can't tell you what it is. Mm. And of course, it's you know, okay. yeah. Well, people can say actually, well, that's what you say about the uh, um, initiation. 
<laughs> you don't well, say it, what there's it always is. this little thing about the fact that um, magic tends to, in certain ways, in certain manifestations, hmm. work the same way as a pressure cooker. So you right. would have that intensity and that focus right. within a group in a magical working or in a certain practice right. because it is not shared. Now, these are, you know, <laughs> I'm starting to sound like the, the secret monger, you know, <laughs> but it's true. They are parts of the, the experiences of magic when if it is kept secret, it is, it maintains its potency because you do not disperse its potency by speaking about it to everyone. I mean, this is a this is a law that most people know about, even in the broader pagan perspective. Although I think many perhaps don't stick to it or misunderstand it, it is there. Mm -hmm. Well, it's it's the case of the initiation, isn't it? You don't really reveal it because you want you want to maintain the experience. And and you know, people might say and. And this is what happens, right? So people might say, well, it doesn't really matter because the experience of initiation, it's always unique. People do not re remember. That's true. You know, yeah. so, mm -hmm. um, it, and it, it really is, each initiation is unique and uh, in itself. Uh, so why can't you, so if that's true, why can't you reveal? But I think that you're, you're right. Uh, you know, the, the potency of the experience is kept by just not talking about it. It's not, um, are you pouring wine? Because I'm hearing things. <laughs> no. I think there is a bit of interference in the, um, in the uh, <laughs> recording, but it wasn't me. Oh, but you gave me an idea. <laughs> oh, it, it's, prob it's probably Bacchus going in. Um, yes. <laughs> it did give me an idea. <laughs> so... I think that uh, that is it. You don't just you don't talk about it. You don't talk. The 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 problem here is when people say this exists, but I can't talk about it because you know. Yeah, because that's not really not talking about it, is it? Right, it isn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's not. It's not really not talking about it. It's actually talking about it and nag you the other people on what it is and and then um not telling them what it is um yeah. and and this is something that i think that people feel so when people outside are really concerned about this secrecy it really they can't really have the full understanding of it if they're not when they're out of the tradition so they can't really or or the practice so they can't really understand the importance of it um, if they're never experienced it, because, you know, for them, it's, you know, but why? Okay, so this is the question that I ask people normally, you know, why do people go to see movies in the cinema, and they don't want them, or anyone, or they don't read anything about the movie before they go in, because they want the experience of the movie for the first yes. time. The same thing happens with, for instance, Game of Thrones. Now everybody is, you know, and, mm. oh, don't do the spoilers, don't do this. Why? Because we want the experience of watching it, and we want the experience of the um, dramatics and, and all of that, because we want to preserve the experience of it. 
This is done in the mundane by not putting spoilers and not reading. And you want to see a movie or you want to see a play. How funny would it be? Or how fun would it be? Or how pleasure? How much pleasure would you uh, uh, you take out of it if and if a person would describe to you and tell you exactly what happens and what moment happens and what is this Absolutely. and what is that? It really will as mundane language you know using mundane language spoil the fun well in what? magical terms it will actually um prevent uh, or reduce the potency of the experience and that is why yeah. it is maintained um uh reserved so we don't really you know say or talk about it because it really is good to but you know People might say, well, but I, I, I do need to know. There is another thing, right? I do need to know because I don't know if I want to. I need to well, know what I'm going into because if I don't, I, I don't know if I, I, I want to. I think that's a valid to. question. It but is, right? I think, um, I think the thing with that is that I can speak from the Alexandrian tradition. We've got a, in our lines, we've got a very um, proper period before initiation where the preparation is done properly. So any questions that that might bring up is, uh, I would hope, answered. Yes, in the, in, the, in the period of questions, yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And, and of course, you know, um, you know, there are things that, you know, people don't really, it, it really is... I mean, if you're going into a select group of people, and, and there is always things that you won't, they won't tell you unless you are part of it. I mean, it's just, it, it, it wouldn't be a select group if that would be, you know, if everybody would say everything yeah. about everything. So, and, and, but it really isn't about that. It really is about the potency of the experience. Um, and and mm. I think that that's because it's an a, an experiential, um, uh, you know, uh, religion, uh, the mysteries are experienced. And I think that that, that is... That yeah. opens another door, of course, to the oh. fact that we have... An interesting observation about this before has mm -hmm. been there are things in British... Well, traditional Wicca mm -hmm. that cannot be spoken about, one, because they are kept sacred and therefore secret in a way of not sharing it with general you know con uh, wholesale uh, but there's also the part of the experiences of the mysteries which cannot be spoken of because it actually cannot be spoken of in the word mm -hmm. it cannot be spoken of in language mm -hmm. it has to be experienced right it's the experience the language is the language of, of the experience not of the Yes. So I think that that's, that's true. And, and I think that people sometimes don't really, they don't really grasp um, the importance of this because they haven't experiencing it. Uh, experienced yeah, I mean, that. there's no way. So yeah. once it, 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 there are things that cannot be explained to them because it is, but, but one thing they have to understand is that it is an experiential, uh, you know, uh, tradition. So it needs to be experienced in order to be, um, 
uh, understood and and uh, the, uh, the experience will take you into uh, places you know in the in the uh, of consciousness that are needed but they are you know taken uh, you, you, they will take you through symbols and actions and things that you will experience as you go through the ritual. So that mm. is why it wouldn't be met to actually talk about these things in public um, because there are... And you really couldn't. <laughs> right, you can't really. What are you going to say? And, and it doesn't really matter if you do because the experience will be different um, mm. of it, right? The experience of it will be different. It's the same thing as if somebody will tell you, how is it a musical on Broadway? Mm. Oh my goodness, you know, the orchestra and this and that, and you enter in the, and the, and the theater is big and there is like this, to somebody that never went to the theater, let alone to Broadway, New York City, to see a, a Broadway show. Mm. And then... It's like watching the video at home. <laughs> it, it's not even that, the description of it, right? So you don't even see it. Then you are there. You enter the theater and you actually feel the smell, um, the people in it, um, the experience mm. of being in there, the lightning, the lighting, the, the everything that involves the, the sitting, the, the searching for, you know, the giving of the tickets to the usher that will sit you in the, you know, all of these experiences are part of the, it's not only the show, it's the whole thing. And of course, mm. this cannot be described because you are unique in your experience of it. And of course, and of that, course, that is ritual magic. That's right. That, <laughs> that is right. So it, it really, this is the only way that we have to explain to people how things actually work and how important it is. I always, when I was, when I was not, you know, even an initiate, I didn't want to know. I really didn't because I mm. understood how important it was to maintain. Um, things so that I, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to, because I didn't want to spoil my own experience of it, the intensity mm, of the experience mm. of it. And that I, I, I always understood. I, that was mm. one of the things I always understood. I mean, there are people who don't, but I did in my, my experience of it was that I, I actually didn't want it to know. Um, mm. I wanted my experience to be full and, and, uh, complete so it really is depending on what people really are searching for if they are searching for the for the true experience they, they won't it doesn't really matter if mm. they know or not know um actually if they don't know they have the con they probably conscious that it will be a better experience because it will be fully um experienced instead of uh, spoiled <laughs> with mm. um the experience of others because it really is you know what can you say <laughs> you know you can't really say much yeah and mm. that um i think the contact that is made within um magical circles mm. is not something that can be shared outside of those circles That's it cannot right. be it cannot be explained because it's not working on the rational mind. It's working on different levels of experience and different levels right. of perception. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, that yeah. is an interesting thing. And we yeah. can, that's, that's why it doesn't really matter. Um, although it's a funny thing I've seen with initiates before, 
um, when they're in the circle, they tend to not want to share the experience. The the moment they have that realization, they they become very secretive. Yes. We become very secretive because we realize it's something really special and it's really something intense, and we want to keep that sanctity about it yes. by not sharing it yes. and not dr- dragging it into the profane. Yes, not that it ever really completely could, but I think sometimes the mistake is made to do it. So yeah, yeah. it's true. Yeah, yeah. It happens. Yeah, no, it absolutely. Happens. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I agree. Yeah. So that's an interesting uh, conversation about secrecy yeah. and so forth. Yeah. Um, and uh, something that might be connected with it that was also a question of one of the listeners was, isn't the Book of Shadows all published? You know, isn't it out <laughs> there? But I think in a lot of ways we've answered that question in uh, what yeah. we spoke about. Yeah. yeah. But? Yeah. Well, um, you know, there are things that uh, are, are published by different authors, um, the, uh, pieces and bits of things that are published by different authors. Um, and you know, uh, literature, poems, things that are, you know, but it it really isn't, it doesn't really matter. It really doesn't matter because um, it, first of all, no, the book is not published, all published. And people might disagree with me. I, I, my experience is that the book is not published. Um, oh no, it's not. I no. believe me. I did my research. Before it's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but it's also worth to note that we don't have only one. Yeah. <laughs> there's many. There's much law in this tradition, which is wonderful. Yes. And um, yeah. Yeah. So no, and and even if it was, what would you do with it? Mm. What would you do with it? Because the Book of Shadows. Um, it is uh, a piece of it's it's just liturgy is it it's it's poems it's it's, uh, it's liturgy it's liturgy and almost poems. like a shorthand it's a shorthand uh, but it with it comes the oral lore which which mm. of course you know it's it's given into in in to the initiates um in uh in training and that that will complete that um book of shadows and there are there is a lot of things in the book of shadows there are blinds for instance that people mm-hmm. would think oh this is that way and actually it isn't but the, the you know again there is there's all a law that goes in it and, and and just say you know don't forget that this part here is not that is this and goes this way and not that way um like it's written in there so there is there is this whole thing about the Book of Shadows that people would think, oh, it's a, it's, it's a revelation. Because the thing is that people equate the Book of Shadows with something that they can equate it with, which is any sacred text. And it is sacred, yes, it is true, but it isn't a sacred text like everyone knows a sacred text. And people know the sacred text like the Bible the Torah, the, uh, there's, uh, the, uh, the Upanishads, etc. So there's this whole, there are sacred texts that people equate these two. With the Book of Shadows is not like that. It really isn't. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you want to compare the Book of Shadows to anything, it would be to a book of rituals and 
and procedures um, with things in it that will make sense if you have the other part of it, which is what makes sense out of what doesn't. Well, I will tell <laughs> so, you, I can tell the listeners that I was a, an eclectic Wiccan with before my initiation into the Alexandrian tradition, an eclectic Wiccan with a traditional Wicca persuasion, if you will. And let me tell you something, it's an interesting thing, because parts of the book, of course, have been published and, you know, whatever. But the thing is that you think you understand it till you really realize that you don't. <laughs> and that's the funny thing. Um, I must say it's been a very interesting thing experience for me. I don't know how it would be for others. But especially those who had a bit of a, a, a traditional slant in their eclectic years, you know. Right. Looking at it now, it is not, it's so not what you think it is. Mm. It's, it's, it's wonderful, that experience of uh, understanding its layers and real, experiencing that layers of understanding that lies within that book. Mm. I think it is a little bit more complex than people think um, mm. in general. There is, there is some intense teachings in mm. it, but it's not on the um, surface level. It mm. is, I think it lies a little bit. It's a bit very small here. book, isn't it? I mean, it very really small. is. Very, very small. small. Yeah, yeah. But and, that's the and interesting people, thing about it. Years ago, there was this uh, other witch that, um, you know, it was an Alexandrian witch as well. And he had a different book. But, uh, for some reason and uh, <laughs> I showed him uh, my, our book because you know we have the book here and he was visiting and he says oh my book is three times bigger than that <laughs> uh, and I said well that's funny because I don't know where you got your book <laughs> the book that's, is this quite is a, small yeah, yeah, totally something we need to talk about quickly and just the fact that there are different types of books within Wicca and traditional Wicca, traditional witchcraft mm. there is differences between the work that the witch develops mm -hmm. which in our lines, I can't speak for all Alexandrian lines, but in our lines, those the original book is kept sep separate. Mm. It's kept whole, it's kept intact mm -hmm. to know what that book was mm -hmm. before it, uh, wind was passed down originally. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a separate big book like we hold it. Then there is the second and third book of shadows in the Alexandrian tradition, but there's also the grimoire, if you will, of the witch themselves, which like is the work diary, they yeah. develop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, yes, yeah, so... Um, we have many books. Yes, we, do we do enjoy them, we apparently. Do. We, do, we do, And And it's very interesting because when, when people think, well, you know, what about... Um, they divide it into a second and third uh, book. Well, it, it really isn't... The division just went through because it was actually occasional um, and it was not uh, premeditated. Oh, this is the second and this is the third. Um, and there is a fluidity in, in the things that are in there, you know, and go from one to the other. And it really, there, it, it's material. It's just material. And of course, you know. And law. Yeah, yeah, and yeah law, well, material yeah, and law, yeah. Yeah, material and extra material and law. Um, but it is. Uh, 
you know, I, I was uh, talking about this with uh, people that were actually quite close to the origin of the tradition, and they said, well, we don't have. Well, you don't, because you are the initial, <laughs> you know, the part yes, that, had, yeah. that began the thing. <laughs> so, of course, you don't have it. Um, you know, uh, uh, but us that came down af after, you know, uh, the law just developed and there was a couple of things that were, and we had to give it a name sometimes, you know, people call it other things, but yeah, it's the, the first book, which is the first book, and then the second and the third book. But, um, you know, some people don't have those names for it, but, the, but it is very interesting that, you know, each witch... That's what we um, call it in the right. online. Yeah. And, uh, the, the, each witch has uh, their own diaries, and they do have to have a diary. They're, they're actually advised to have more than one. I mean, always diarizing your experience would actually take it to mm. another level in your mind. Um, and, and I think that that's the reason why we do... Um, a lot of diaries because there is an intent behind it and it's a magical one. Mm. And, um, and of course yeah. it, is, it is quite, uh, uh, intent, uh, when you read it afterwards, after the experience and you're just kind of like, Ooh, that's very interesting. That was a year ago. Um, and so there is a, there is a, a comparison. You can actually see your own development or things that you want to go back to that you didn't actually, that you forgot about it. So it's really quite, um, and this is not new. I mean, this is nothing new. Uh, all the cultists and, and uh, all of the... Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, the magical uh, diary yeah. is, I think, an imperative pa yeah. part of the witch and mm. of any occultist's training. I mean, oh, it's yeah, yeah. Um, you go back, the development is in there, the development yeah. of own work, but yeah, so so yeah. yeah At the end of the day, we have like a lot of books, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're all handwritten. <laughs> yes, that's true. Yeah, yeah. and and w one of the things that it's very interesting is that people, when people actually, um, uh, they don't realize w what the Book of Shadows is because they are comparing it to other sacred texts that they know of, like the Bible, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, there is even a, um, uh, books that took that name. Uh, Bible, just because you know that that is you know comparison comparison to, but it really isn't a Bible. Um, you know we don't have prophets. Um, we don't have um, so it's not written by you know uh, you know the you know the prophets of wake. So there's there's really not a it's not really a good name for it really because it it really isn't a Bible. Um, but, you know, people, you know, I, I think that it's uh, a name that uh, at the time, I mean, stick to it because people really actually realize that that's what it is. They, they actually compare it. But it really th then it makes a little bit of a, um, a confusion sometimes in people. Uh, but yeah, I, I think you're right. It's like at the time, <clears throat> the early 60s. It worked well. at the time. It really the worked at the time. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. That, but it yeah. really worked at the time. But we need to to say that uh, it, you know sometimes it does well, confuse. It's it an was actually thing. yeah. yeah. It, it was actually at the time was a very good idea. I think yeah. yeah. It's an interesting thing. I believe that. Um, some of the authors who had their books called Bibles, there's only a few, but <laughs> yeah. um, it's interesting. Not mo most of them didn't like it. It was just what the publishers at the time felt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Most Sometimes it was suitable. not even their name. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. They didn't even, yeah, it's not even 
the author's mm. uh, choice. Um, but very interesting, uh, very interesting. Uh, w- one of the books that I'm uh, rereading right now, it's the training and work of, of the initiate um, by Leon Fortune, mm-hmm. um, which For is... For the listeners, yeah. if you are interested <clears throat> in the Alexandrian tradition, of course, Dion Fortune is a very good read. She is, uh, I think, occultly very solid in... You know, she's a funny woman in a sense of craft because she was ceremonial magic. Mm-hmm. She was a, 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 an adept initiate of um, her own. You know, she was in the Golden Dawn, all of that. But I think she really had a big influence on the craft as such. Oh, yes. Yeah. Especially, yeah, especially ours. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and I think, and her works and all of that. But it really is, mm-hmm. uh, well, she's very good because she, she, uh, have beautiful texts, beautiful texts, mm. especially ritual texts. Um, they're absolutely gorgeous, and and of course, you know, why not uh, use it? And uh, yeah. so I think that that's very, very uh, a very good choice. Um, yeah, but I'm I'm read. reading it right now, and it's really quite amazing what you do read. Sometimes you read a, a book, and then the second time that you read it, it's actually quite interesting to see. Wow. I don't it remember is, yeah. this part. It just comes sometimes. <laughs> I must say, yes, absolutely. I think any occultist has that experience. Any witch has that experience where if you read a book once, you think, oh my goodness, w- wonderful book. Read it the second time a couple of years later, and you go, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a completely different book. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's wonderful. Yeah, I think that it's really, really good. Sorry, yeah. I totally interrupted you with the uh, discussion on her book though you were saying something about you read it no i think that it's it's quite i mean it really does summarize sometimes the the secrecy and all of that and why it is it uh, um there is a whole lot of things in here that if you read it you understand uh you could you you understand how important it is to to preserve the experience of certain Mm things including initiations rights and and all of that so i think that that is a book that actually can give you the tone of things um and of course you know we know that their unfortunate was christian so um there's a whole lot of things in there about god and all of that but she mm. is an occultist and and a ceremonial magician as well so that is not a surprise however i think that it all of it, um, the level of it, it's really quite interesting. And I think that the training and work of an initiate is a book that everyone that is interested in any path uh, should read. Initiatory, mm. that is. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that was a wonderful discussion about the books yeah. that we so dearly love <laughs> even <laughs> from our book of shadows to uh, yes to all sorts of other ones yeah. as well yeah, yeah. just shows you <laughs> which loved the books yeah. yes that's true <laughs> i i got now to the point that if i get any more books the book come in and i have to move because i don't have any more <laughs> space for anything absolutely yeah um so is there any other question no, that's it for good. this session. Very good. I think um, if the listeners have any questions about what we spoke about in this podcast, feel free to contact us. Yes. Um, if there's any questions on any of the topics, we always well, you know, you're always welcome to ask them. 
and, send and we will try and answer. Yes. <laughs> you know, we don't always know, but we answer <laughs> the best of our ability. <laughs> and subscribe to the podcast and bumpers. Uh, there is an app that you can actually download and you can uh, listen to it in your phone. If not, um, because it's only on iPhone, which is really kind of an exclusive at this point. But you can listen to the show even if you have an Android phone in the browser. So if you go to your browser... Um, and search for the, you know, and or click in our links, you will be taken to the website where you can actually listen to it from your phone as well. Um, we are in iTunes. Um, so if people actually or um, in any other client, uh, for instance, a client of um, uh, podcast, um, even in on Android, you can actually access uh, any iTunes uh, uh, hosted uh, podcast, which is our, our, our uh, actually our um, podcast is, is hosted in there as well. So you can always listen to us and subscribe to us in there. So that's it. And I will say, blessed be everyone. And I'll blessed be Karen I will talk to you in the next one. We'll speak soon. And wonderful evening with the listeners. Brightest blessings. Brightest Goodbye. blessings to all. <laughs> Thank you. Bye.